0: Welcome to Res Talk, your source for the latest news, opinions, and training from top building performance, rating, and auditing experts. Here's your host, committed building science enthusiast, and registered professional engineer, Bill Spohn.
1: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Res Talk Podcast. It's the goal of the Res Talk Podcast to communicate some late breaking news and thoughtful insights into the broad array of topics in this rapidly expanding world of residential energy ratings, to the broad array of stakeholders in the ResNet ecosystem. So whether you're a consumer, rater, builder, realtor, or appraiser, you want to hear about the evolving trends in home energy ratings. The North Star. For some, it's a compass direction that they follow. For others, following your North Star means sticking to an important mission. Let's follow the important mission happening in green housing in the North Star state. Yes. Let's listen as we discover the teamwork that's been rallied to create Minnesota's green path. Tom Gueveras of the BATC Housing First Minnesota and Ross Anderson of the Energy Network Worldwide detail out the synergies they've created in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. They describe the strategies they've employed which have been successfully brought together, utilities, the builder community and raters to grow the recognition of green building techniques, generally and more specifically to promote HERS ratings. We're going to hear about Minnesota's Green Path, where utilities help the Raiders and the builders, so the builders Association to highlight the energy-efficient building techniques via promotion of the HERS Index through a parade of homes. These are home tours in related publications, website marketing materials, even billboards. The Green Path is the, really the leading energy efficiency and green building program for residential construction in Minnesota. So let's listen in is Tom and... Ross, tell us about the Green Path in Minnesota. Hello, gentlemen.
2: Hello, Bill. Good afternoon.
1: Good afternoon, yes. So we're going to have some fun today talking about a topic or a concept which is related to 16,000 home performance reports. Now, is that a clickbait line or what? Where did that come from?
2: (laughs) Well, actually, it's now almost 18,000 since the time that we presented at ResNet. These are homes that have been energy tested since our Minnesota Green Path program began back in twenty eleven, and during that time period, almost eighteen thousand homes have been energy tested, and they're considered to be Green Path energy tested homes.
1: Fantastic! And so, just to be give the listeners time frame reference, that's only about two months and two thousand more uh, tests that have been done that have been noted. So that's pretty fantastic progress.
2: Correct. And, and Ross can probably add on to this. The um, number of homes being new construction homes being built in the Minneapolis St. Paul area has been very strong recently. And the most recent report that we received continues to reflect that.
3: Yeah, I agree. There is a ton of homes being tested in Minnesota right now.
1: So let's take a step back and tell us about the organizations you work for and the kind of work you're doing. I mean, you're obviously deeply involved in this. And I'll, I'll start with Tom. What organization do you work for? What do those initials stand for?
2: Sure. It's we call ourselves Batc Housing First Minnesota. And BATC stands for Builders Association of the Twin Cities. But we're sort of evolving the name from it used to be known just as the Builders Association of the Twin Cities. And now we call ourselves Batc Housing First Minnesota. And eventually we'll just be Housing First Minnesota. So it's sort of an evolution of the association name. And we're an association of about eleven hundred members. About half are builders and remodelers and the other half are associate companies that support the builders and remodelers. And in addition to being a representative of these builders, we also have our Minnesota Green Path program, which we'll be talking about. We also have an advocacy department. We have continuing education that we call Contractor University. And then most notably, we have our Parade of Homes, which is one of the larger Parade of Homes in the country. And we do that in the spring and the fall. And then during the month of June, during the summer, we also run another home tour that are our high end homes called the artisan home tour and to be in the artisan home tour you have to have a home structure value of 1.2 million and 225 per square foot and for this upcoming june for that tour we have 21 new homes and then we also have 11 remodeled homes and the criteria for the remodeled homes is a minimum value of 400,000 that's a lot
1: of activity there Ross, tell me about uh, your relationship to this program and uh, organizations. Where do you work?
3: I currently work for a company called The Energy Network. We're a home rating company in the Twin Cities, doing in the area of about 2,000 to 2,500 homes a year, HERS ratings. I also am the uh, president of the Minnesota Building Performance Association, which I've been for the last couple of years. I've sat on the board, we're comprised of, we're a nonprofit comprised of the University of Minnesota, Department of Commerce, the Utilities, HERS raiders, energy auditors, and energy advocates. My relation with the Builders Association is basically they use our group and our knowledge to help them further the Green Path program and actually back in the day to help develop it in conjunction with builders.
1: Going back to Tom. Give us a little bit about your background, how you evolved into this role.
2: Yes. When I got out of college, I actually, my degree was in radio and television, electronic communication, and worked at a couple of radio stations in town, including a um, news talk station called WCCO. Then I joined Greenspring Media, where I worked for 17 years, and part of my responsibilities included producing luxury high-end home tours in Minnesota and six, seven states around the country. And at the same time, I also was involved with a loft and condo tour that took place. So that brought me into the home building space from the standpoint of my experience. And then five years ago, I joined Batsy Housing First Minnesota.
1: It's quite a career. And that sounds like it's been a real evolution there, uh, moving through all these different things and how they all fit together. Was it your idea to marry the tour of homes with the Green Path?
2: The association with Green Path and the Parade of Homes began before I came on board. As I mentioned, 2011 is when the connection took place, and which is kind of interesting because the homes that were energy tested in 2011 um, were only 4% of the homes in the Parade of Homes. And now more currently, it's about 70% of the homes in the Parade of Homes. And the one thing I want to add to that is when I talked about the Artisan Home Tour, the Parade of Homes in the most recent tour that we had in the spring of this year, we had 472 new homes and 55 remodeled homes. And so the Parade of Homes, as I mentioned, is one of the larger home tour events in the country. And so the association with the Parade of Homes and with Green Path began uh, eight, nine years ago.
1: So uh, just to focus a little bit more on the Parade of Homes for listeners who might not be familiar, is that's actually an event or a time frame in which these homes are, are made open to reveal to potential consumers?
2: that's correct it lasts over four weekends happens in the spring and the fall and overall for both events our association invests about a million dollars in marketing to drive attendees to these homes and to showcase the builders and the homes that are being built as we try to emphasize the benefits of why buy new.
1: Ross are you involved in the preyto homes or do you see that as a, is it a lead generator I mean does it get people interested in the kind of services that you offer and your colleagues?
3: Well definitely I think. One of the big things that drives builders is competition, and if one builder is doing something specific, whether it's energy testing or adding something new to their home, the sales associates are then trained on what to talk about, and they'll do. Most builders tell me if people are requesting it and they want it, they'll do it. And a lot more consumers are asking for energy efficiency. They're asking for, we're finding a lot more from all our years of educating consumers through the parade of homes they are now asking for her scores or asking for energy efficiency stats and that's another tool that builders can use to differentiate themselves in the parade
1: tom can you tell me like you'd start to mention or mentioned it briefly the partners that are involved are utilities builders what other kinds of contractors what are the groups that are involved
2: Sure. The data that we receive is from the implementer of the utility rebate programs that take place in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. The company is called ICF, and they provide data to us that we use to track the energy efficiency of the homes. For the data that we receive and for the homes that are in the parade, we provide them with a home performance report that they can display for their staff and for potential buyers That shows the HERS index and the ACH50, how the numbers show up for that home, along with some other basic information about the home. So it's done in an 8.5 by 11 format, professionally designed so that they can also promote for each builder how energy efficient their home is.
1: That's interesting. I hear a lot of people, I've been involved in the industry for many years, and they talk about first thing you got to pay attention to is air sealing. The second thing is air sealing. The third thing is air sealing. And you've baked that into your program there with the ACH50. How did that come about?
2: From the standpoint of the data, is what the builders found most useful as Green Path was created and evolved. We have a Green Path Committee. We actually have two committees a Green Path Committee and then our Technical Committee, which I'll talk about a little bit later because we have advanced levels of Green Path designation that have stronger requirements to achieve those levels. And so it it all came about as from our members, from our committee members, as to what information would be most useful for them to help sell their homes and also to get across the message of how energy efficient as a builder they are. And it's really interesting because if you were to look at the average for the last parade of homes, if my memory is correct, the average HERS index number is 51 but also keeping in mind, and Ross can also talk about this, is that we have such a wide range of temperatures in Minnesota. And interesting enough, today is going to be 70. We're recording this on April 25th. And a few days from now, they're expecting snow. So I don't, we're just heartbroken about that. And so you can have temperatures that drop down to 10, 15, 20 below during the winter. And you can have summer temperatures that are in the 90s to even 100 degrees. So the homes have to be built to withstand that kind of temperature range.
1: Ross, how long have you been involved with the program? Maybe I asked that already, but talk a little bit about your involvement with the program. Are you a recruiter? Are you a cheerleader? Are you engaged in it? How does it work?
3: So going back in my history, I was a builder remodeler. And when the economy had its trickiness back in 2006, 7, eight, I was looking for opportunities to actually grow my remodeling and building company and found out about HERS ratings and and went and got myself certified as a HERS rater. And there was really not a lot of interest at that time, as you can imagine, in a HERS rating outside of maybe getting a federal tax credit. So I had hooked on with a company that at the time had the implementation contract for the utilities. And we were looking for ways that we could incentivize builders or to hype up the energy efficiency that builders were either already doing or to get them involved in the program. And we partnered up with Batsy. Initially I helped build the uh, Green Path program that exists today.
1: Pretty awesome. Must be quite a surge of pride there to see a move from four percent to seventy percent in the parade of homes over a seven year period and continue to grow. Is that true? Is it continuing to grow?
3: It does. Oh, for sure. With the help of the utility programs that are in the state and with the more knowledge that builders are getting with the energy codes changing and with the requirements of blower door testing, if we're already doing this great stuff and builders are already building really high efficiency homes and we're doing HERS ratings, we wanted a way that they could get the accolades for all the great work that they were doing to kind of differentiate themselves. And especially when builders would step up and do something above board it was really hard to, I mean, as much as we hate to say it, insulation isn't sexy and higher efficiency equipment isn't sexy. So how do you then trumpet that without it? We were just looking for a vehicle at that point that we could push it. And the Builders Association was also looking for a vehicle, something that they could give their builders as an advantage over builders that maybe weren't at the time members of the Builders Association.
1: So do you two know of this as being unique or is there other models across the country doing something similar?
3: When I was with my previous company, we also ended up being an implementer for a utility program that was started in Illinois. And that was a rude awakening for me just because they hadn't had a statewide, this was back in 2011-12, they hadn't had up till then a statewide Energy code or anything mandatory. So, no one really knew blower door testing or any of the above. So, at that point, it was the rude awakening coming from our state, which had such a huge, strong builders association. And then going there, where they had a lot of small builders associations that didn't have a lot of power, there wasn't a lot of prey to homes. And so, getting the message out to homeowners and to builders and helping raiders grow that program was really difficult. And so I just started to really appreciate what we had built in Minnesota at that time.
1: So this can't happen without a lot of interaction between different groups. Where does that come about? In terms of, let's talk about first the interaction with the public. How is the public made aware, educated to some extent, that these things are important?
2: Our Parade of Homes magazine that we put out, which is distributed at retail locations throughout the Twin Cities, we print 75,000 copies of the guidebook in the spring and the fall. And there's various pages, two to four pages inside the parade guidebook that talks about, it actually shows a home performance report and it explains what the numbers mean and how important it is that you ask builders about how energy efficient their homes are. And so that is a great advertising mechanism for us to promote the Home Performance Report, the HERS Index, and also the Goal of Green Path on Energy Efficiency. This is complemented also with the Parade of Homes website, which is at paradeofhomes.org. And that also has a Green Path section in there. But the actual magazine that consumers pick up and take with them does mention the Green Path program. And also for the homes at print time that we know have been energy tested, they have a Green Path icon on those specific home entries. And then we continue to update it online because many of the, of the homes are still being finalized before the time that the magazine goes to the printer and the, the time that it's being distributed. So between the website and the magazine are the ways that we reach out to the public about energy efficiency and Green Path.
1: Is there any kind of mark or designation in the MLS, the Multi-Listing Service for Real Estate?
2: There is that availability is there for the uh, realtors to be able to include the hers number on the MLS listing. This is one element that we're looking to grow further, as we've just recently developed it within the last couple of years. So that option is available if the uh, realtor chooses to include it.
1: I'm going to flip it back over to Ross to talk about communication with the trades. How does that come about?
3: Yeah, that actually is the Green Path program has helped us to be able to talk to the trades because they want to find out how they can get a better HERS score. The utility programs also incentivize them with rebate money, the more energy efficient the home is. So those two vehicles help us drive builders to be more energy efficient. It helps us to get them to upgrade their equipment in the house and to be able to use that vehicle to advertise that upgrade that they did, but also helps me with the trades. I mean, I perfect example. I have one community right now that's struggling slightly because their blower door tests are coming in really high. And we're having a hard time getting those communities to meet the HERS score that they're targeting and get above it. So we've had meetings now with the insulators and the framing. How do we get pre-poly behind some difficult areas? And so everybody's on board. And especially if it comes from the top down You see that the trades are a little more excited to help us out if there's some financial backing and if there's a little bit of pride as far as her score goes in communities. And with the amount of building happening here, you could have one large builder building directly across the street from another large builder doing very similar homes. And all of a sudden, if you're going to the parade and you're going to visit both sides, you want to make sure that you're at least even, if not better.
1: The competitive nature of things.
3: It Very much.
1: So we have consumers in the trades. Is there engagement with the media? Is there anything happening? Media certainly is the magazine that's being printed, but any other types of media, the visual, written, or spoken word?
2: We've had a few newscast reports that have featured Green Path and also energy efficiency. In fact, one of the videos we played at our presentation at ResNet that the media had picked up on, and partly because of the exposure to it in the parade of homes guidebook and so there has been some television coverage on energy efficiency and then green path has been sort of the focus of that report but primarily the distribution and exposure through the parade is the primary mechanism for at least right now
1: Mm -hmm. and things spring forth from that i'm sure ross can you speak towards the contractor training i think tom had mentioned contractor university is that something you're engaged with or should tom discuss that
3: Yeah, no, actually, I'm heavily engaged in that. I usually try to do at least one or two trainings. Most of the trainings I do focus on insulation, energy code, what's coming up in the future, what we need to look ahead to. My goal is really to help be the crystal ball for builders. When they come to my trainings, I want them to be already thinking a step ahead of what's going on. So, in our climate, in our area, we've pushed off exterior foam insulation as long as we possibly can. And in our next code cycle, that's going to be mandatory. And builders need to understand that this is happening in other states, that it's coming. And so my goal always is to show them What's the science behind it? Why they're doing it, and then try to help them get to that next level and then show them how they, the marketing. I mean, we do currently have builders that have already taken that step and their HERS scores reflect it. Their performance in their homes reflects it. And just to try to show everybody this is coming and this is what's going to be that next step. So most of my trainings revolve around that. But most, I would say even Tom could speak to this, but most of the trainings that happen at the continuing ed are. Focused on energy efficiency improvements, what it looks like for energy code and what's coming up in the future.
2: Yeah, Ross is correct. And I want to add that Ross is able to take subjects that could be a little bit dry and make them really interesting. And from his experience, the stories they tells around them makes for a very engaging class when Ross is presented at Contractor University. What for contractors in Minnesota for builders and remodelers, they have to take 14 hours of training every two years to maintain their licenses. And one of those hours has to include energy as part of that training. But we have found that with Contractor University, probably more than half of the courses that we present, even more than that, are involved in various aspects of energy related to home construction. And so we've been very fortunate to have Ross as one of our instructors at Contractor U.
1: Okay, Ross, Tom set you up. Tell us a story. (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh, I have so
3: many great stories. If we want to talk about implementing the utility program in Illinois, when we first were talking with builders and explaining to them that now they were going to be required to do testing and blower door testing on their homes to get their COs, the group was a bunch of miscellaneous builders from all over the state. And I had one gentleman that looked like uh ogre from Revenge of the Nerds stand up and point (laughs) directly at me and yell, are you responsible for this? Wow! (laughs) At that point, I was looking for every exit and trying to figure out exactly how I was getting out there. I mean, I felt like I was there to help them understand what these new requirements were going to be. And they were looking at me like I was the evil person who had implemented all this stuff. So there's so many stories of builders that I've worked with over the years, and I show a lot of case study instances where I would go out and work with a builder at the beginning of some massive million-dollar home project and recommend foam in different areas, and they would go a different way. And then a year later, I'm out there showing them where all the ice dam issues are and where the water's coming in, and it just happens to be the areas that I had pointed out at the beginning. So tons of stories like that. I do my best to help out, but you can only do as much as you can do.
1: You've touched a nerve with that particular story with that person, they're passionate about it and you just have to make sure that they see the whole picture and you do your best to show them how you see things and how they should change perhaps their view. And maybe they don't, maybe they do, but you make an effort. That's excellent. We all have to make efforts here.
2: Bill, one thing I want to add about Minnesota Green Path is in addition to the energy testing level, we have two advanced levels that are step-ups that builders have the opportunity to achieve. And the two higher certification levels, one is called Advanced Certification, Advanced Green Path, And in that case, right now, you have to have a HERS score of 55 or less. And then we have a checklist, an extensive checklist, and you have to achieve 20 points on that checklist to receive that designation. And then we also have a master certification that requires 50 checklist items to be achieved and a HERS score of 50 or less. Because of the recent energy and building codes and with the lowering of the average HERS index, that's something that our Green Path Committee will be meeting to probably lower the HERS numbers for those two designation levels, and then still maintain the number of checklist items that they have to achieve in order to achieve those higher designations in GreenPath.
1: Very interesting. Are those checklists available? Can they be shared outside the organization?
2: Yes. If you go to mngreenpath.org, which is the GreenPath website, you'll have a chance to download and take a look at the checklist for GreenPath for the advanced and master levels.
1: Would you say those checklists are tuned to your climate zone, your builder techniques, or are they embodying more generic type attributes?
2: I'm going to let Ross answer that.
3: Yeah, no. So there are some climate zone specific items on the checklist. But what we really tried to do was look at other programs that are existing around the country and kind of emulate some water efficiency, some energy efficiency, some site. Material usage efficiency, also transportation and some other things too. If you're conscious, I'm currently working with a builder right now that's doing a community that they're doing all, they're going to do solar, community solar. They're going to actually have a ride share vehicle, electric car that's parked there that people can rent and use. So, doing things like that then would move that community and those homes into those upper realms for energy efficiency and for Green Pass certification. So, that's something they're targeting to do. I don't want to say it's similar to LEED, but I mean, we're, we've are we tried to model around that idea where we want other attributes besides just energy efficiency to be part of that green path higher certification.
1: So do you have, other of you have uh, perhaps a story or an anecdote about consumers and their reactions to actually living in these homes in terms of energy, comfort, health, and safety, anything like that?
3: So the one thing that always makes me laugh is the largest purchase you will make in your life, you never get to test drive. And if you could test drive a house, imagine how much better houses would be built. Because a lot of people are so used to growing up in homes that have one room that's colder, or this area is off, or you have to turn the thermo, you know, different things you're just used to. And so when you move into newer homes, you run into homes that, oh, I got one room that's maybe a little bit colder or a little bit warmer, and they just kind of assume that that's the way it's supposed to be. And when we're out there talking with builders and saying, this is just not acceptable. And we really would like to, if you're spending five, six $600,000 on a house, there should never be a room that's warmer or colder than the rest of the house. You should be able to get that figured out at the beginning. And so we're finding that people I've interviewed or talked to that have bought these green path homes actually are surprised that they don't have those issues, right? That they're not getting the one room is colder, one room is hotter, or their energy bills now are, they have a bigger house, and all of a sudden their energy bills are quite a bit less than the house they had before that was half the size, but twice as leaky. And I always use the analogy for people, air in equals air out. And so I when I talk to homeowners about why we do the blower door test, I use the two-liter bottle, and I say, dump the two-liter bottle out, inhale, and it crunches, right? Put your lips around the bottle, inhale, and crunches. And start poking holes in that bottle, and you have to suck harder, right? So all of a sudden, the more leaks in that envelope – the harder that the fans have to work for depressurization for the blower door test. So you want that lower score on your blower door test. So when they go out and they're now they're shopping homes, they're starting to understand that that tighter home is better. And it's amazing people, once they get a chance to live in a house that's energy efficient, tighter, and hopefully Green Pass certified, that they're just amazed by their energy bills are less, and they're more comfortable in the house.
1: Excellent. And someone I interviewed on one of the other podcasts I do, Robert Bean, talked about the cost per square foot being impacted by those rooms that you never use. So you're dividing by a smaller number, so your cost per square foot actually goes quite a bit up. That's an interesting way to to pose it to someone. Those rooms you never use.
2: That's amazing. Yeah, that's a great idea. And Bill, I want to add to what Ross said. We built a home last year, and before that, we lived in a 1940s home. The first thing, we moved into a larger home and our energy bills are less. And then the same thing is the air leakage. The Some rooms would be colder than others that we had. And we loved our home from the 1940s, but we knew it wasn't energy efficient. And as we looked at how much do we want to make changes to it or do we just want to buy new and not have to worry about changes that need to be done to the home and so the new home that we have and then it really came to light again with our last winter we had some very cold days and it was so nice to be able to walk through the house and the energy or the temperature was consistent there weren't cold areas the house was just very tight is very tight And what Ross described is exactly what we've experienced with the home that we built last year.
1: Excellent. And I too, my wife and I are also building a comfortable, energy-efficient home and hope to move in by next spring. So hopefully I can share those similar kinds of sentiments that you have. We're we're on that same kind of path. But I live in Pennsylvania, so we need a Green Path PA somehow, maybe. As we uh, wrap up here, I think we give a, a very good overview of the program. I want to make sure if you have any final thoughts you'd like to share, and, and most importantly, any kind of links or resources or ways to be in touch.
2: The Green Path website that I mentioned earlier, mngreenpath.org, is a good source to go to. And we're expanding the website. And something we're also adding very soon is we're adding a designated Green Path builder designation for builders that achieve certain levels, which includes 75% of their single family homes being energy tested. It gives them a marketing opportunity to let people know and a designation to let consumers know that they're very conscious in the green energy uh, space for home construction. And so that's a program that we're going to be offering and rolling out to builders. And there'll be various marketing opportunities. They'll be designated in the Parade of Homes guidebook. They'll be designated on the Green Path website and other elements, marketing elements that, are, that Batsy Housing First Minnesota has. And so that's going to be a new program available to builders, which we'll be um, contacting them about within the next few weeks.
1: Excellent. And as you had mentioned before, you you did a presentation at the latest ResNet conference. And just for the folks listening there, if you don't attend the conference or if you haven't attended recently, please consider it because you'll be able to interact with these fine individuals and learn more about the things that they're doing. But let me give uh, Ross a chance to wrap up here.
3: Well, I guess if anything I would talk about would be the nonprofit group that I'm a part of, the Minnesota Building Performance Association or MBPAus.us. That is just the group of nonprofit, a group of brain trusts that we use. And our goal really is if you're not testing, you're just guessing, right? And so for remodeling, for new homes, getting everything correct is our goal there. The company I work for, the Energy Network, we're big believers in all of those things. And I guess that's all I have. Thank you.
1: Fantastic. Well, I want to thank you, gentlemen, for joining us here today on the Res Talk podcast and to communicate about the green path that you're walking on and you're bringing other people along with you. It's going to be a really wide path because of the number of homes and people involved here. So, excellent work. Excellent work.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
1: I want to thank you for listening to this podcast hope you heard some things that will change your perspectives, maybe prompt some questions or satisfy your curiosity about this green path that's happening in Minnesota. You can reach Tom and download the checklist he mentions at mngreenpath.org, or you can reach Ross through the Minneapolis Building Performance Contractors Association, which is mbpa.us. If you're a pro in the building market, you might want to go over to resnet.us professional to learn more or to join the email list. Or if you're a consumer, just go to resnet.us and look at the consumer-related materials there. The quote for today, the thought for today. This is from Brock Osweiler, an NFL quarterback. His coaches say it's about finding your role. We're coming together as a team. So let's try to work together as a team here in these various areas that we pretty much are all interested in. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably interested in green housing, energy efficiency, comfort, health and safety, and those related matters. If you're interested in feeding back to ResNet on what you heard here, or would like to hear a new topic covered, or just have a general question, please send an email to info at resnet.us. And if you're not subscribed, please do so. And as always, thank you for listening to ResTalk. We'll talk to you next time.
0: Thanks for listening to the ResTalk podcast. This podcast is hosted by Bill Spohn, produced by Brian Orr, and is a production of ResNet, the residential energy services network. The best way to listen to this podcast is to subscribe on an iPhone using the podcast app or on an Android device by downloading the Stitcher app and searching for ResTalk. If you are willing, a review on iTunes or the podcast app will help others find the show and would be very much appreciated. We look forward to talking again soon on ResTalk.